0: Shout out to the fam. What's going on, y'all? I just want to say welcome to the dotcast. You feel me? You feel me? Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. Uh, set the mood like, uh, hey yo, set the mood like. Everything good? Hope everybody having a great day, a great night. Wherever you are. Could have been anywhere in the world But if you're listening Then you're here with me And I appreciate that Hold on, hold on said I appreciate that You know, I appreciate that Thank you so much I appreciate that Always in my Instagram I appreciate that But I mean that y'all I'm so grateful Thank you I mean that y'all I appreciate that I mean that y'all I appreciate that Uh. I need a new mic to get them peas maybe i should put the pop filter up but you know it's all good we vibing out real quick you know what i'm saying i gotta let this rock let it rock let it rock let it rock you know we gotta get into it before we get into it you know what i mean hey come on because i appreciate that if you listening now i appreciate that uh if you in the car then i appreciate it. at the bar i appreciate it. If you on the phone, I appreciate whether you with a friend or alone. I appreciate whether you stone. I appreciate you meditate. Then I appreciate whether you chilling. I appreciate, uh, you know that feeling. I appreciate. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody. Um, hi, my name is Dot. Hold on, <clears throat> yes, excuse me. My name is Dot. Dot is the name, and this is. The Dot Cast, which is my podcast where I like to talk about um, music production and my journey with music production because I am a music producer. So, yeah. Um, real quick, today's episode is sponsored by my beat tape, uh, Dilla Dots. I have a beat tape called Dilla Dots, which is my um uh like my dedication to one of my favorite producers of all time, Jay Dilla. And that was a track on that uh beat tape called Angels Cry. So if you want to check that out, you could go to um, my band camp, which is go on band camp and you type in dot is the name. And you can check, if you like what you heard, you can check out uh, that particular uh, beat tape, Dilla Dots, or the rest of my discography on there. I got, I don't know, uh, 12, 13 projects on there, mostly beat tapes. And um, Or it's, no, it's only on there. I was going to say it's streaming, but it's not streaming. It's only on my Bandcamp. So if you want to check that out, you can go on Bandcamp. Yeah, but I do have other projects that are digitally streaming and, you know, like Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, you know, all the DSPs, um, those you would just go, Uh uh-oh, what happened to the sound? We good? We good on here? Okay. Um, I think we good. Yes, you could just go to, um... Sorry about that. You could go to uh, your DSP. Same thing. Type in dot is the name and I'm there. Um, With I don't have all my projects on there. So maybe about 11 I think. I think I, think I still got to put one more on there. But yeah. That was kind of a little, little cloudy. What was going on? A little weird. I felt like I couldn't hear through one side of the uh, headphones but I think we good now, so we're gonna try this and see what happens. But today, um, I on today's episode of the Dotcast, let me reel this back in. On today's episode of the Dotcast, speaking of one of my favorite producers all of all time, Jay Dilla, I figure in the spirit of Dilla month, I'm just gonna talk about Jay Dilla and his influence. On me. As a producer. Right? Right. Heavy influence on me as a producer. Um. It is Dilla month. So. I've been. Uh. Okay. Sorry about that. I've been posting a lot of Dilla content on my Instagram page. And my TikTok page. Which are both at dot is the name. One word. Um. Well, four words in one word, but um, I've been posting a, a lot of the, almost like all of the beats off of that uh Dilla dots beat tape I've been posting, and just other little beats that remind me of Dilla that I've made that I've I could I can hear the influence, just as a celebration of Dilla and Dilla month. So I've been heavy like this month, and um. I've been watching a lot of clips of, mainly clips of, whoa, sorry about that. Mainly clips of people that are being interviewed and they're talking about Dilla just to kind of get the feel of, you know, like everybody has like certain stories and, or certain memories or, you know, just times of being with him and just bringing, you know, the spirit of this brother. You know, available to everybody. Um, So I feel like I I wanted to do my part this year. You know, I always say how much he influences me. But this year, I wanted to actually show it. So not only did I have that going on, um, but I also wanted to make an episode dedicated to him as well. So we're here now. I'm recording this today, and I'm probably going to put it out today. So wish me luck. But so, I guess where I would want to start, or where I should start, is how how was I introduced to date to look? Uh, take that back. How was I introduced to Jay Dillon? Um, I can't quite pinpoint it, and I think this is the correct story. Should I say? But um, way back in the day, way back in the day, I guess I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, I'll just say I'll just say back in the day, back in the day, there was a um, there was a radio station. It was called Straight from the Underground, and it was in one of the colleges, um, where I stay. Shout out to Chris G. Shout out to Chris G. because he held it down. Actually, he's still holding it down this this brother is holding down hip hop like you wouldn't believe and has been held it held, has been holding it down um but i think i do remember cuz it it was it would come on like at night it was like an overnight type of thing they they put the the slot like overnight you know i think it was like 11 to 7 in the morning um but they used to play uh I want to say one of the first joints I heard that I knew, kind of, um, was Get This Money. They used to play that um, at night. And I I just remember, like, you know, because I'll be listening to this, like, while I'm falling asleep. And I remember hearing that song, like, a couple of times, like, while I'm just in my bed, just chilling, like, you know, starting to go to sleep. And, like, Get This Money, like, that's the perfect vibe for that type of atmosphere, You know, three o'clock in the morning, you just kind of like tired and you falling asleep or whatever in that vibe. But that song what you say, get this money, hey, 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 what you say, get this money, you know, Okay, I ain't going to go, I ain't going to go that far, but, (laughs) but. I just remember that vibe and that song and that, you know, the the slum village. Right. So. And I think I'm getting this correct from when I I don't know if this is my actual introduction to Dilly because he's done a lot of stuff for other people. And I may not have known at the time that he produced it. But at some point, at some point. These peas is like killing me. But at some point, I got that one. I purchased, oh my god. At some point I purchased um fantastic volume 2. Now. Here, let me just say this. For anybody who does not know, my advice would be to Listen to Slum Village, Fantastic, Volume 2. And after that, I will just say, thank me later. Fantastic, Volume 2 by Slum Village. Why do I say it and why do I say it like that? Because literally, this is one of those albums that changed things for me. Yes. Once I got this CD. At the time. I just. It was like a whole different world. It, it was hip hop. But I have never heard it like this before. <clears throat> Excuse me. The way that they were rapping. And these. These beats that were playing they just had this this newness to them. Like, as far as, like, I've never heard, like, sampling, like, quite like this. And the fact that these, these songs and these beats were very consistent as far as me liking them. Like, I can go through this whole album and not skip anything. And then it also led to the question of, Even some of the simplistic stuff in there seems very complex. And when you like really, 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 really like take a deep dive and like listen to the production, there's very intricate things that you can hear like on these on these beats, which is crazy. So once I saw that, excuse me again, once I saw that this brother Jay Diller produced this whole thing, I was like. I need more. And that's usually how I am. Like, when I find a producer that has... Usually if I hear it, it only takes, like, one beat. And I just want to hear, like, more. Because I want to see, like, their range. But his range on here was so... Crazy. I said, I need more. And I just started to go down the rabbit hole and find everything. Which I do with every single producer that, you know... That inspires me to the umph degree, umph 10th degree. What am I talking about? But yeah, so I, I just wanted to find every single thing that I could. I, I just couldn't believe what I, that's what it was. It's almost like I was in a trance in a different world and I couldn't believe what I was hearing as far as this production on this project. And the fact that the way they was gliding over these beats, T3 by 10 and Jay Dilla, the way they was gliding over these beats. It's something different. Now, also what I can say about this time, I let my one friend hear it and um, I let her borrow it. Cause I was like, you got to hear this because we definitely was like both in the hip hop. You know, it. we both, we, we both, we both were hip hop. We knew what hip hop was. You know, she was a huge Jay-Z fan. But, you know, at the same time, like, she knew who the roots were. Um, She, she knew who, like, the lyricists were. Uh, Jay-Z was, like, her favorite. But she knew hip-hop, too. Like, we could have conversations on hip-hop. <clears throat> so, since this was doing things to my ears, I I was like, this is killing my sound. It's, it's just taking me on a whole different astral plane yeah whatever that meant but i let her borrow the cd the funny thing is she heard it and she was like what is this she was like i can't rock with this <laughs> i was like for real she was like yeah i can't i can't do this and i was like are you serious now i don't know if it necessarily was the production she might have been, I know since she loved Jay-Z, she might have been someone who was like into the like the lyrics, right? And like I said, I love the way they was gliding over these beats. But I could understand like somebody not being used to that. You know? Something sometimes something that's like very rare, it's not for everybody. And it's for like a community of people it may be a large community of people but the whole rest of the world they just can't tune into it because for whatever reason maybe their ears aren't mature enough or immature enough or whatever they just can't you know get it so she was just like I, I can't I can't do this I was like I was surprised too but it ain't for everybody but I do recommend everybody Anybody who listens to this, anybody who listens to this, if you have not heard Slum Village Fantastic Volume Two, to listen to it ASAP. ASAP ASAP ASAP. And like I said, thank me later. So yeah, I think that was my kind of introduction to JD. Um and then Excuse me. Ooh. Okay, I got the tea. Hold on, hold on. The hibiscus. I got the hibiscus. Hold on. Hibiscus. With a little turmeric in it. You feel me? Talk to me nice. Okay. So <laughs> um now I'm trying to. As I'm trying to think, you know, like where did I go from Fantastic Volume Two? I can't quite remember exactly where. All I know is I was just trying to get anything Jay Dilla that I could find. Um, this is you know the time of CDs where you looking through production credits. This is one of my favorite pastimes was looking through production credits, which we don't really do anymore. It's one thing that I miss about my past and being a, uh. A connoisseur of producers and productions, I guess, in a sense, yes. Um, but you know, as my journey, I'm going through, I'm finding all types of different stuff. I, I got like a whole bunch of CDs. I'm getting like his projects. There's a plane. Why? You know, what I'm talking about Dilla, bro. Out of all the air to fly through, you got to fly over here at this time. I don't know if y'all can hear. Maybe y'all can't even hear, so I'll just keep going. But, um, I'm trying to think. I wish I had, like, all my physical copies here. I don't have them here with me. But, like, all my CDs, I might kind of remember a little bit better. But, um, you know, I'm looking. I'm just going down this rabbit hole. Um, I remember at some point I copped Fantastic Volume 1. Um... I'm copying every every CD that I could find that has like Jay Dilla on it. Even his. Well, let me pull up some stuff. Let me see what I got. Cause I I'm getting like uh, I remember Jay. Is it Jay Jay Love Japan? Hold on. Let me type this in real quick. Jay Dilla. What we got here? Um. Uh. I wish it had the dates on these. That's what I don't remember like the dates. But I there there's a couple of joints. There's this uh a couple of CDs in particular that had like a bunch of um Jay Diller instrumentals on them. And I wish I had them in front of me. But another thing that I want to talk about when it comes to Jay Dilla that I noticed is <clears throat> now when it comes to sampling, well, I'll just say. The versatility of his production, too. Which I think people don't necessarily talk about. I think we know about it, but we don't really talk about it a lot. And like... Three... I guess three divisions, I guess, I can recall. Right now, at least, from his production. Is like, there's his samples. Then there's like... These like smooth beats where... It, it, there's kind of like samples but they're like heavy heavy bassline and heavy bass lines, and he uses uh filters a lot i want to say they're like jazz samples maybe but it's is it, there's a string and i wish i had the actual um cd i might try to look it up here there's an actual string of beats that they kind of have like the similar vibe to them where they're just like these real chill type of um, beats and the bass lines are kind of heavy I wish you could give an example of it but there was just like a, a, a style of production there was like a string of beats like on these um, CDs I think there was like two volumes of it where they you know had like similar sounds to them and um i was like this this sounds very different this is very chill from like his sample stuff so, and it's almost like a whole different type of genre it's almost like he created like these different genres that he had right and then another thing i don't know if people talk about this a lot but when he would go like you know no samples and make these spaced out tight beats with these very hard hard kick you know like a 1 2 Three almost like a four four, uh, time signature like with the kick drum. <clears throat> I mean, some of that stuff is crazy. Like the stuff he was doing with these, with these synths, you know what I mean? And it's like, was he might have been using the MP at the same time too? Like to and I don't know if, if that like pushed that creative part for him to create some of these it sounds very different um what is the one called bbe i think it's called big booty express that's on uh, welcome to detroit like that joint i mean it's it's almost as if it was in like a film or something like these beats then he has one oh my god excuse me mom but um it's called Holes. uh but it's the end of that track is like one of my favorite beats. But I even think like within I think it's mostly since and the beat actually switches like three times, and the last part is like one of my favorite beats. It's on uh Slum Village Trinity Trinity, I believe. Okay, wind. Um but yeah, like just the types of production that he had, we, we, and even I kind of get very caught up in his sampling because his sampling was, I don't know. it, It was, it's so advanced. That's what I'll call it. It's extremely advanced that the, the level of like, it's so great. Like you can't, you can't even explain it. Like, I really feel he would have to tell you what, he did. And like when it comes to like donuts. Donuts. Disclaimer. If you have not heard J Dilla. Donuts. Listen to it ASAP. And thank me later. I had to make that point. Um, Donuts. Just like the. This very intricate. Like I'll listen to it. And me being a producer, I try to pick apart tracks. That's just something that's comes natural for me. Like when I listen, that's a part of me listening, is like trying to pick apart, you know, how many tracks and what is every single sound on a track. Even with samples. Now I mean and and Pete Rock was a genius at this too. Um but just it's very hard for me to figure out like what he did. Like how did he get this to do that? You know? So. You know. He always gets called a genius. And I mean. What else can you say? Like what other word? This word is higher for it. But. The the advanced level of production. When it comes to the sample. Was crazy. And I think because of that. Sometimes the other stuff that he did, you know, the smooth out tight beats. These are very, like, simple beats on this one project that I'm trying to recall that I can't remember. Um, but It is very simple, very subtle, but they are, like, some of the smoothest joints you will ever hear in your whole life, right? And then, like, his his stuff that, you know, with, with no samples or, you know, using... I, I know he they said he used to use a, a Moog. I'm not sure which one, Um but him just being able to play i guess he was a good he was good he was good on them keys he was good on them keys and then if if you were to think like what what would he do you already know what he can do with the npc and you already know how good he is with these keys and these scents if he combines those two he probably comes up with Even more genius material, which I'm pretty sure is evident, but yeah, I think sometimes his types of production gets overlooked because his sampling was so advanced, but you also got to keep in mind like the other stuff he was doing as well. Them smooth joints and them, them synth heavy joints, them spaced out joints. When you take a deep listen to me, when you take a deep dive into what this brother was capable of, Amazed ain't even a word. There is no words. Speechless is the word. Timeless, limitless, speechless. Those are the words I got for his production. Yes ah. Um uh, what else did I want to talk about in my little hefty notebook as we, uh, shout out Jay Dilla on Dilla Month. February is Dilla Month. For those who do not know, February is Dilla Month. So if you, every February that comes around, make sure you take some time for Dilla, some extra time. I mean, there's always time for Dilla. You you want Dilla like all year round microphone check one two <clears throat> microphone check one two okay had a little technical difficulties you know what i'm saying but we, we we come back you know what i'm saying who gonna stop who gonna stop me you know what i'm saying camera cut off you know technical difficulties but who gonna stop me and i just didn't want to end off right there you know talking about the you know we talking about Dilla, so we gotta we gotta make sure this this goes the right way you know what i'm saying so where was i um yeah a little technical difficulties but we got everything going um now I, i think i just was finishing a point um as we continue to talk about jay dilla uh one of the greatest producers beat makers of all time period I mean, yes, you could say hip-hop, but I mean, he did R&B, too. He did a lot of stuff. He did a lot of stuff. And um, for people who don't know, I guess I'm bringing awareness to it, not even, like, realizing it. Because I, you know, whole month of February, I decided this month to uh, dedicate, you know, beats to Dilla. I have a... Oh, why, why don't I mention this? I have a beat tape out called Dilla Dots. I believe the first song that I played or the intro song that I played for this episode was from that beat tape. I play other from that beat tape, too. But I have a dedication beat tape to Jay Dilla called Dilla Dots. And um, for the month of February this year, 2022. I decided I was going to play a beat a day dedicated to Dilla. Most of them, most of the beats that I played have uh come off that beat tape. But I also had like other beats too. Not on that beat tape, but just certain beats that I thought um not necessarily reminded me. Some of them do remind me of Dilla. And of course, like when you have influences, the influence is going to influence you and sometimes you're gonna make things that sound like your influences so some of the uh beats they remind me of Dilla but other ones um you know mainly as far as that beat tape goes I would say he's giving me um ear that I didn't have before prior to listening to his music. So since he's broadened my listening skills of when it comes to sampling and when it comes to music, my, um, how I produce it almost expanded. So I, I give a old to him for that as well. So like a lot of these beats that I'm displaying, And on that beat tape, you know, they, to me, they are because of him. I have a certain ear now where I can hear things different. And I might sample a little different than what I used to before. Because I was exposed to this brother's music, which is amazing. Yes. A little intro. I guess it's like a part two. I think I'm going to put this all together, but this would be like the intro to the part two. But yeah, we talking about Dilla. Um, so as I was continuing going in my notes, um, I actually put down here, um, just a this is kind of like I guess it's kind of like a story, it ain't my story though, but I was told the story. Um, I had a friend who, um, I believe she's in Canada, and uh, um. We kind of, uh, kind of like a networking type of thing and, um, met on IG and, uh, she was into like the, uh, spiritual side of things, holistic side of things, you know, and uh, we were going to work on some stuff together, but, um she contacted me because of course I'm a producer and I play like all these beats and stuff. So she liked the beats and she actually wanted to use one of my beats for something. So as we were, you know, talking and like discussing the details of like what we was going to do. um, She was telling me about like my production and she liked uh the production that I did. And um, she said, in a sense, it reminded her of, Dilla and when anybody tells me that let me just say that when anybody tells me that any of my stuff reminds them of Dilla that is one of the most Um gracious compliments that I could get facts why because I'm doing a whole podcast episode on this brother so um that has like a, it has a real impact on me. Like I really feel that, you know, physically when people say that, or if somebody I've heard it a couple of times in like the comments. You know what I'm saying? You know, not to say I am him or you know I'm. There's no such thing as perfection, but I see him as perfection, and that's the type of thing that you strive for. And I think it's such a compliment to me because because of him. It pulled out some creativity for me. Like creativity that I didn't have before. So it's people recognizing the creativity as well. But anyway. But she was talking and she was telling me how... um, There was a point in time where she was in the hospital. And she was having like... uh, I would say issues... I can't quite remember, right? Cause I don't want to like just say, you know, whatever, but she was having like issues in the house. She was like in the hospital, you know, for a period of time. And she said, one of the things that got her through, you know, this time of whatever her complications was in the hospital is listening to Dilla. And when she was telling me, you could' you could hear it in her voice she was like saying you know like I truly believe one of the things that healed me was listening to his music now <laughs> when it comes to music production producers I I mean what what more of a compliment? could you get than that? And that's when you know, it kind of hit me at that moment for somebody to literally tell me their experience, especially when it comes to the fact that he was, you know, before he passed, he was in the hospital making music. And it's almost like a, a full circle type of thing. Like, he... He didn't stop. He didn't stop no matter what. He let nothing stop him. And his passion was that great and it was that strong that it that translated into, you know, there's there's the power of sound and the power of vibration, which is a very deep conversation. You know, I'll be I'll be listening to stuff. Um, But anyway, that translated into The things that he did, the creativity that he had, the love that he had for this music and to be able to put this out and have it shared with the world. It actually literally has healed people. And I'm pretty sure she's not the only one that has a story like that. But just after she told me that, it just gave me a whole nother appreciation. I know what this music does for me, and I feel like his music helps heal me in a sense. But to know that it's even more powerful than I can imagine, and the fact that, you know, this is her feeling, and it's her intuition, and you can't tell her this, this ain't what happened. But he has he has that effect still. He's physically not with us, but that energy is real. And the energy in that music is real. That's the story. That's deep. That's deep. That's deep. I just had to mention that real quick. Um, shout out to Dilla. Uh But yeah. Um What else did I had on here? Like I just just like reminiscing about it too. I I also had like in my notes finding the beat tapes i think i mentioned this in another video that i have up on youtube when i was talking about uh dilla madlib but just finding those beat tapes i remember i actually mentioned this in an interview that i did before too um and i i think part of it is on my uh that part of that interview part Oh, my God, I can't talk. I think part of the interview um, about the beat tapes is on my actual Dilla Dots beat tape, if that made any sense. But, you know, just real quick, I just remember the time period where. Does anybody else recall for people listening and you know about Dilla, if you recall the time period when he had these beat tapes out that everybody was trying to get. And this was the time of, like, LimeWire, Napster on the internet. And you could, like, get all of these songs and just download them. What was the other one called? Winamp or something like that. I can't remember. But um, he had these, like, beat tapes. These beats were just floating around off of these beat tapes. And everybody in this culture, in this culture of day, Jay Dilla was trying to, like, get these tapes and get his... I just remember my journey of collecting every single beat that I could find. And this is, you know, before I said I was trying to get like the CDs and stuff, but this was like more, this was even more exclusive. These things that you can get on the internet and they were full of J Dilla beats. And I mean, a lot of this stuff like after has like come out. I've heard a lot of these on like other projects you know, later that it came out, but this is before, like, streaming and stuff like that, so when Jay Dilla was, was popping, and people was just amazed, we, there was another way, I guess these, these tapes leaked over the internet, and boy, We would scream. It was like, this was like a gold rush on some real junk. It was a gold rush. And people was trying to get, there was just a buzz around his production, around these beat tapes. That's why, uh, why, like, when it comes to, like, beat tape culture, I feel him and Mad Lib are definitely at the, you know at the pinnacle are two people who are at the pinnacle of like this beat tape culture that I love. I love the beat tape culture, man. Listen here. It done revived me when it comes to music, but yeah, just remember that just a shout out to all the people who, you know, remember trying to get those beat tapes. Um, I guess in closing, one thing I want to mention, too, about Dilla, and I just kind of realized this very recently, is that I said to myself, listening to his music, the thing that I love and it was so different, it was so new, I felt he created a new way to listen to music, a new way to listen to sampling. And when I went through my list of... I don't know if I put that up yet. I got a episode with a list of like my favorite producers. That's one element that I find in common with all of them. When you talk about Pharrell. When you talk about Dre. When you talk about Premier, When you talk about Pete Rock. When you talk about Q-Tip. When you talk about Nicolette. When you talk about Ninth. When you talk about Black Milk. When you talk about Dilla. When you talk about Mad Lib. Like... They all have like a, yeah, yes, when you talk about Dre, okay? Like I forgot about Dre. um They all have, yes, they have like a a different sound. They all have their sound, but it's also, even further than that, a different way to listen to music. And that's why when it came to me searching through production credits and always wanting to find more of somebody is because it was a different way. It hit my ears a different way. It made me think about things a different way. And that's most definitely one of the uh, craziest attributes about Jay Dilla is the fact that when you listen to his music, it's something you've never heard before, especially prior to it, especially prior to, all of us hearing it, and then you know, we having this inspiration because now, you know, uh, the beat tape culture, sampling culture, it's it's going to new levels and new heights, and you know what I mean. It's it's kind of like now what it was back then when he started. It's it's just expanded when him and Madlib came through. We 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 took it and ran and. It's it's ever since it's been you know but just at that time like I remember like when I told the story about my friend she didn't get it but I got it it hit my ears a certain way and it was I think that was the, the fantastic yeah I think that was the most fantastic part about it was that he was giving us a new way to listen to music and that impact alone You can't beat that. I hear the birds chirping. But yeah. I think that's where I want to end it. Shout out to Dilla. Yeah. Maybe I'll do like another episode about Dilla. I don't know. But I just figured I've just dedicated this month to him. So I might as well, you know, give my side of the story, speak some kind words, and... You know, if I could get some other people to, um, check out his music, you know, further the process and and get get more people it, expand his sound and expand his legacy, then I've done my part. So yeah, shout out to everybody. Shout out to Dilla. Rest in peace, Dilla. Um, thank everybody for listening. Um, I think that's about it. I'm gonna go drink some tea. And uh, for anybody listening, wherever you listening, hope you're having a wonderful day. Stay out of trouble. Um, peace always. Take care of yourself, and I'll be back again with some more. You' gonna hear from me. So that's it. Shout out to Dilla. Peace, everybody.